Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 6 of He Book, She Book, the pro wrestling podcast where your two hosts book and rebook your favorite superstars and storylines of the past, present, and future. My name's Mike. And I'm Becca. And we are two weeks away from AEW Double or Nothing. And today we're going to go over this past week's NXT and AEW. So to start the show on NXT, Karrion Cross and Austin Theory open it up. Karrion Cross ends up knocking Austin Theory out. He just puts him in a rear naked choke while staring straight into Gargano's soul. Yeah, he's calling it the cross jacket. It's basically a rear naked choke, but yeah, it was basically he choked out Austin Theory. Yeah, just looking right at Gargano mm-hmm. while he's doing it. Gargano can't do anything to stop it. And it was just one of those like helpless dads watching his son yeah, just, really be, was. just be beaten. There's nothing you can do. So after that, you know, Gargano's walking away with Theory and the camera's on Kieran Cross and that. And then all of a sudden the camera turns a little bit more and Finn Balor is standing in that ring just ready to look and talk to Kieran Cross. They weren't going to fight. He just comes out and goes, I don't wait in lines. I want my rematch. Yeah. And that was so baller. Yeah. And Karrion Cross, I liked the response of like, yeah, I want it too. Yeah. Like, let's do it. He's, it wasn't I, he's like, like, I want it as bad as you do or yeah, something. It wasn't Amazing. a disrespect thing. It wasn't, it was just, it's weird to have a heel and a face, but there's like a, a weird mutual respect where they don't have to just fight. Yeah. They'll wait because they want it at the right time in the right place. Yeah, they know it's going to be a good thing as long as it's the right time, right place. Exactly. And like, even though Finn is being impatient by kind of jumping yeah. the line. <laughs> It's also, there's a patience in there. It's like, well, we'll we'll wait and see what happens when we yeah. really do it. But we're going to do it. And that sets up for May 25th, which is two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get Finn Balor and Karrion Cross again. It's going to be a good one, for sure. Uh, something that we're gonna, that's going to be happening next week, though, is Gargano. Yeah. So, there was a couple of backstage promos throughout the night with Gargano and Regal's office. One um, of the funniest things happening in pro wrestling is the Gargano, like, William Regal. He comes into the office, and he just, he breaks William Regal's pencil. Yeah, just, he, like, tried to break something else, but Regal was just like, basically, don't like, touch that. Yeah, well, Regal <laughs> has his, his famed brass knuckles on, mm-hmm. like, a display, and Johnny was going for those. William says, don't. Don't touch those. And Johnny listens. And he grabs his pencil and breaks it and just walks out. And then that somehow leads into Bronson Reed has a backstage promo saying that next week on NXT, we're getting Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano in a steel cage match for the North American Championship. Which, because of how that carrying cross match went, and it's something that I brought up while we were watching it, there's so many guys that are kind of in the mix for this NXT championship. You have Kyle O'Reilly talking about he wants it. You have Pete Dunne talking about how he wants it. We'll get to him later. You have Finn Balor just cutting the line. And then, but they, they've been setting up the Johnny Gargano thing for the past couple weeks. And to me, it looks like we're getting, Johnny's going to drop the title next week to Bronson. Yeah, that's what it seems like is going to be happening. And we're slowly gearing towards a carrying cross Johnny Gargano feud which will be interesting because you have that johnny has his wife carrion has his wife and there's always that mix of the two like when we had um andrade and johnny and it was zelina and candace would go at each other i always love 
when you can mix... Because Kennedy doesn't have a faction, but he does have a manager, manager. per se. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll have that for Johnny. And I think that's going to be a great way. Because Johnny's been doing almost comedy with The Way. Yeah. And I want it to be so that Carrion makes him get serious. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still do the comedy segments in back, but when Johnny's serious and when Johnny's on, he's probably one of the best in the world. For sure. So that's a match that I'm definitely interested in. I just think it's strange because you have so many guys in that mix. There are so many. And, and even last week, because it was what, Kyle O'Reilly came out first, then yep. Pete Dunne, then Finn Balor. Yep. Like, now we're throwing Gorgano in the mix. Like, I think at one point when Kyle O'Reilly was wrestling later in the night, Bobby Fish comes back. And Bobby we haven't Fish seen him in months. So he comes back. Him and Kyle O'Reilly are the last one standing. Who knows what he's going to do. Maybe he's going to come back like, hey, I want a shot at this. Well, I also like that Kyle and Bobby, they have a no ill will towards each other yeah. after the Undisputed breakup. And Kyle just looked at Bobby and said, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And Bobby's like, I know, but I still have your back. And yeah, they can still be friends. Out. Yeah, like they're still, yeah they, there's no... It's nice to have a faction that like yeah. doesn't just explode and everybody hates each other. It was more just like... Adam Cole and Kyle hate each other, and then we're we're good. Yeah, and Speaking Adam of, Cole, where's he at? Where he is? Yeah, I mean, is he? I don't think I, he's coming up. I don't, I don't think he's coming up. But then, you know, is he gonna go versus Karrion Cross? Is he gonna go versus? I think there's so like, many guys Bronson? on NXT like, right now that yeah. could go for that championship. And yeah, it seems like you're gonna get Finn, and then we're gonna talk about Pete Dunne now. Yeah, because Pete Dunne comes out and. Pete Dunn calls out Karrion Cross, saying that he's he's ducking him. Yeah, he says, I don't blame Karrion Cross for choosing Finn. He keeps dodging me. Basically, like, let him keep dodging me. I'm the baddest in NXT. Yeah. And he literally said at one point, like, see if anybody backstage thinks otherwise. Yeah. And basically puts, like, an open challenge out. Yeah. To which Leo Ruff comes, or Leon Ruff comes out. Well, earlier in the night, Leon was in William Regal's office. Yes. And he wanted a match. William Regal said, no, you're not medically cleared. Mm-hmm. I don't want you wrestling. And then for some reason, open challenges don't count for yeah, medical clearance. Him just attacking Dunn turned into a match between him and Pete Dunn. Which is fine. Weird. It's weird. Leon Ruff does such cool shit in the ring that I'm, it was great. I'm at the point now where he can come out whenever he wants. The match was he great. Does such cool things. Leon Ruff is growing on me because of how unique his whole moveset and style is. Yeah, you just kept saying the whole time he's so slippery. He he's is so slippery. I don't. I've never seen some of the stuff that he does in the yes. ring. Yes, and it's especially so, off the ropes and it's crazy. Like he has an almost lucha libre style, but it's also it's not crisp, but it's not bad looking at the yeah. same time it's uh, it's very unique pete dunn gets the win obviously because we're not gonna yeah have because it. of a ref stoppage so. yeah but i mean because pete dunn doesn't doesn't stop even yeah. after the stoppage pete dunn beats the shit out of leon ruff and he's and that's so it. talented pete dunn yeah he's just so talented pete dunn's incredible and who knows what's what they're setting up next for him like last week we had a little bit of imperium mixed into NXT. We didn't really get that this week. I don't know what they're doing with Walter as well. That's something to keep an eye on. Um, But yeah, moving on to the rest of the show. Something that we were both really excited about was uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. And 
I mean, we already said this was going to be a split household going into this because I love Mercedes. I know. And you really like Mar- Raquel. And I do. she is growing on me because she is great in the ring. But I She's just, I love beast. Mercedes. And Mercedes had a great start. Like, I was like, I, I had a feeling she wasn't going to win. But that start to this match, I was like, oh, maybe. But, you know, Raquel ends up retaining. And she's... She's dominant. She's yeah. too strong. Well, that's I, what I, like, I, I think they're building her as a dominant champion. Yeah. And they're doing... And this isn't a secret to anyone that's watched wrestling. That this is very, like, Shawn Michaels diesel mm-hmm. Where you have uh, Dakota Kai would be like your Shawn Michaels. She's not as successful, obviously, but you yeah, have that kind like of... Yeah, she's just, like, sitting in the background. Yeah, and Diesel is going to be your dominant champion. Diesel mm-hmm. was champion for a minute. And... Raquel Gonzalez can be champion for a while, and then maybe you do a Dakota Kai gets sick of sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, they turn on each other or something. And they turn. But until then, Raquel Gonzalez, I love that chokeslam powerbomb she does. She's so strong. Yeah, because Mercedes Martinez is not light. Yes, and she's just another strong powerhouse. Yes. And Raquel's just doing moves to her like she's this small little tiny child. Yeah, picked her overhead a couple times. Yeah. I love her power bomb. It's like very unique. And yeah, she picks up the win. We figured as much because it was a very it was it seemed quickly set up. Yeah. But I think we're going to get a lot of Raquel matches that are like that where you just put a vet in with her so that they can look as as good as possible. Yeah. It wasn't as crisp of a match as I would have preferred, but Raquel Gonzalez has not been wrestling for a long time, so you're going to have and a lot of And it was still great, though. It yes. was still great, even if there wasn't, it wasn't as crisp as It did as what it was supposed prefer. to do. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, we also, something worth talking about is the main event, which was... Something worth talking about. <laughs> that match was good. It was crazy. The two out of three falls match for the Cruiserweight Championship between Santos Escobar and Kushida. Yeah. So, the first fall is Santos Escobar pinning Kushida. And then almost immediately Almost immediately. After, it was so Kushida quick. Kushida gets the armbar in on Santos Escobar. It's tie game. Quickly tied that up. Which I, I like a lot. We don't get a lot of two out of three falls matches, but a lot of them follow the same pattern. Where it's one, we wait a little bit, one, we wait a little bit, and then the finish. This was one... One, Boom, another and one. then yeah. we're going to fight out, have like a, basically, it almost makes the two out of three kind of pointless because of how quick it was. It basically just made it a sudden death, which is like a normal match anyway. Yeah. But it, it was, was still me. a very good match because Sheeta gets the pin. Yeah, retains, he gets the third fall and retains. And I love Santos Escobar. Don't know what's next for him. Yeah, for either of them, really. I don't know enough about the cruiserweight like, division, I guess, just to know who would be next in line, per se. Well, it's like, weird, because they don't really have, like, a set division, it yeah. feels like. It's kind of, you know, you have guys that are on main event, like uh, Tony Nice, who could be, who came in as a cruiserweight, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't really see him much, because we don't watch main event, because I don't know anybody that does. Yeah. And I, they don't have, like, a cruiserweight division set up. I would love for Leon Ruff to take that spot. Yeah. But... What about um Isaiah? What's his name? Isaiah Scott Swerve? Is he Swerve would be if is he cruiserweight? He's definitely sometimes I, under I can't tell pounds. who's yeah who falls in that or not. I don't know how he had a cool being. promo at one point. Yes, he comes out. He's now uh, he introduces Hit Row Records 
It's Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dalla, B Fab, and Ashante the Adonis. And I mean, I'm in. I'll, I'm in. I'll try it out. Swerve has so much charisma. And all of them I don't do. know. Who, yeah, Top Dalla had a lot of charisma. They Top Dalla had, played in the NFL. They all had a great intro. Yeah. Um, B Fab looked. I've never seen her in my she life. She looked flawless. She looked awesome. Uh, she had a ton of swag as well. Apparently, she had toured uh, as a rapper prior mm-hmm. to getting into NXT. So they have a lot of like this. This faction has a lot of coat like a what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of like crossover. You mm-hmm. have um, Top Dollar played in the NFL. Not like a ton. He was like a practice squad guy, but still, it's amazing that you he was drafted. And B-Fab was a rapper. I don't know much about Ashante, but I do know a lot about Isaiah Swerve Scott. And that guy, he can... I mean, if he wants to go for the Cruiserweight title, fine. But I think that might be putting his ceiling too low. But still, I like that faction. I always love when we can get big groups of guys Mm -hmm. that aren't doing a ton. Especially people like Top Dollar and B-Fab that we haven't really seen that... They don't have a ton of experience, and they don't... Which is good, because we haven't seen them at all before. Yeah. They're not repackaged. This is their first time getting any kind of package. Yeah. So it's nice to get all those guys together, and maybe they can be something. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going, because I like, I like factions. I think that it works, for the most part, it works out well. It's a good time. You get a bunch of different feuds going on, and yeah. you have just a good match if you've got good people in it. And I'm excited to see where that goes because they all, like I said, had a great intro that was intriguing enough for me to be like, all right, what's next for you guys? Exactly. And, yeah, the rest of the show, we had Brizango, always entertaining, love these guys. Come on, the ref in that match? The ref spot you had, uh, I've never seen it before, but I'm going to give it to Tyler Breeze. I think he came up with this. Um, You had the, (laughs) the referee, Tyler Breeze is running the ropes, referee drops down and jumps over. Tyler Breeze, yeah. never seen it before in my life. Very entertaining match. MSK picks up the win. Kyle O'Reilly versus Oni Lorkin. Kyle O'Reilly gets the win. And again, um, Bobby Fish comes out and gets the save. And yeah, that was basically NXT. You had also uh, Bronson Reed was attacked backstage, presumably by Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, setting up for next week's cage match. And we're going to talk about AEW next, but I'll have to give it to... NXT and AEW, really, because we just started watching both of these shows, like, consistently. Yes, consistently. Because we would go in and out, regardless. They're giving us something every week yep. as a reason to tune in the following week. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, we're going to tune in next week because I want to see John Gargano in a cage match. Yeah. And having something like that, I feel like Raw and SmackDown don't do that nearly as often. It's kind of just like, well, they'll tune in because it's Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. NXT and, and AEW are proactively going out, booking matches to get viewers. And I think it's because they don't do nearly as many pay-per-views, and there's not nearly as much exposure. Yeah, I mean, that could be why AEW did, I mean, things this past week that we're going to talk about next and the week before where, like, Blood and Guts wasn't a pay-per-view. No, which is wild. Yeah, and the fact that they had... The um, Well, they had two big matches. Let's just get, get right into AEW this week. Yeah, the fact that AEW starts the show with the IWGP 
United States Heavyweight Championship for New Japan. Yeah. Like, that's not a pay-per-view match. That's yeah. just a match on a Wednesday night. Yeah, and just a That's match. incredible. Just on a Wednesday night dynamite, they bring in Yuji Nagata, who hasn't been on TNT. They uh, He wrestled in WCW 20-something years yeah. ago. Yeah. And he's going to face John Moxley for New Japan's IWGP United States Championship. And John Moxley starts it off coming out to Wild Thing. Amazing. And That was like a tribute, though, wasn't it? To it was. something with New Japan. But this is another case of Tony Khan going out, spending money, mm-hmm. licensing real music, not doing in-house things. He did it for Orange Cassidy. And... When you do things like that, it adds more cachet to the guy that you're doing it for. Like, Vince McMahon notoriously does not buy music. Yeah. Except for he bought music for Ronda Rousey. Yeah, he did. He bought music for, most notably, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And when well, you... look at the outcome of those two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are... He does it for big stars. And, like, he really only did it for Punk because Punk was going to leave. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'll do whatever you want to keep you. And, yeah, John Moxley's not going anywhere from AEW, but he still gets this music. And I wonder, it, it works like, how that went, though. Like, if that was John Moxley's idea, like, hey, I want to come out to Wild Thing. Probably. Or if that was, like, something, like, presented to him. But I feel like, because I just love John Moxley. Everybody knows that. But there is somebody on this earth that I love a little bit more than John Moxley, and that is his wife, Renee. Oh, yeah. And I think that... I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when she found out that he was coming out to the Bible thing. Because I feel like she just would have been, like, the best hype woman. Yeah. She's yeah. very excited. Because she, like, she is just the best hype woman. She's the best. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, John Moxley gets the win here. Obviously. And there was yeah. a beautiful show of respect afterwards. Yeah. It was so nice. Well, like, it was, there was no real setup other than, like, hey, Yuji Nagata, come get this championship. And yeah. that was basically the setup. They had a couple of packages about Eugene Gata felt disrespected by John Moxley for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that match, great match, hard-hitting match. Anytime you get something, a guy like Eugene Nagata, who is a strong style Japanese wrestler, it's going to hit hard. John Moxley loves to just be in violent matches. And like, not that this was violent on the level of like a blood and guts, but it was these two guys are hitting each other. Yeah, and like I think there's a reason that John Moxley is the new Japan champion because of his form of wrestling or his style. Just there's no better guy that, to have yes. it, to have that championship, yes. to have the United States Championship, and you're going to have guys come over from New Japan. Yeah, and it's great for AEW to have that title on. Yeah, as I well. love the crossovers. I think that's awesome that AEW does that. And in kind of crossover, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. It looks like John Moxley wants more gold. Yeah, because give it, it to him. Give it him looks all like of it. we're setting up for John Moxley and Eddie Kingston to go take on the Young Bucks. Yeah, because the they they like destroyed the BTE locker room. Yes, and then that's all we kept saying. Like, are they gonna? Are they going for the titles next? Are looks they like going it. for the titles next? Well, because uh, the the match we'll hit on next is SCU versus the Young Bucks, which is a great match. I'm not a huge Young Bucks guy. It was a great match. It was a good match. It was. So bloody. I just because of Christopher Daniels. And one of my notes I just wrote is every dynamite blood and guts. Apparent. Well, for the past two weeks, yeah. Because 
It, how was Christopher Daniel like? How did his eyeball not fall out? I don't he understand. Bled as much as everyone last week did. In <laughs> Come just, on. in like five minutes, I like just him as one person. So it looked like it was definitely not a case of blading. It was he started bleeding for real because it looked like yeah, he I think took out a his super eyeball kick. or right below his or yeah, his he, eyebrow. He took a super kick, but his head also hit the ring post, and you can see it online if you go on Christopher Daniel's Twitter. We'll post it. Yeah, he got a lot of stitches. It looked like right above the eye. Mm-hmm. He's got a huge black eye now. And the wrestling's he, fake. Yeah, wrestling's <laughs> fake. But he got hit. He bled so much. He's bleeding all over the ring, all over the Young Bucks' shoes. Everywhere. Like, he was bleeding on everyone and everything. Everybody yeah. was covered in his blood by was, the end of this match. Guys, it was a gusher. It was so It's like gross. somebody turned a faucet it, on. Oh, stop talking about it. It was, <laughs> it was so, so gross. If this was a WWE match, they would have stopped it. Yeah. 100% they well, would have stopped it. Or were... they would have stopped it for a bit to, like, get the bleeding down. You were yelling at the ref at one point because he took his gloves off. <laughs> yeah. Well, he puts the gloves on, which is because he's bleeding. And then he takes the gloves off. I'm like, there's still blood everywhere. everywhere. What are you taking the gloves off for? Uh, but either way... There were a lot of weird things that happened in this match, too, because... Um, it's a very good match. Frankie Kazarian... Yes. He did a Styles Clash uh-huh. at one point, and then there was that annoying... Oh, God. Uh, when the Young Bucks... I don't... This is the problem that I have right now. I don't know who is who in the Young Bucks, so I just refer yeah. to them as the Young Bucks. Yeah. It's like the Usos. Yes. But a little different. When he said, I'm sorry, I love you... The yeah. Shawn Michaels thing? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> my favorite part was JR. Yes. Because JR called that match. He called JR the is my Michaels favorite match. throughout this whole match. And JR is just like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, he at, he so badly wanted to. If he wasn't on TNT, he would have been like, this motherfucker. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just one of those, like, great heel heat. Because it, it, it pissed me off. It pissed everybody off. It pissed all of us off. I was turned like, the TV off. I started laughing. I was like, God, he got me. Yeah. It was so And stupid. then he also sprayed, I think it was the same guy, sprayed the cold spray in Daniel's face. Yes. And then, you know, the Young Bucks end up retaining and JR is saying this and he's, you know, the Young Bucks retain and blah, blah, blah. SCU is now done. Yeah. And Daniel's has lost a ton of blood. And like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's everywhere. How is that man still walking? That was a lot of blood. And yeah, it sets up for SCU is done, which means Mm -hmm. they're out of the title picture. I don't know what's next for either one of them. Uh, They've both had extremely long careers. Christopher Daniels is like 50 years old and still moves incredibly well. But it's setting up for Moxley and Kingston to take on the Young Bucks, probably for the tag titles. And then we're moving on to... Sammy Guevara, Jack, Jake Hager, and Ortiz have a backstage promo talking about how basically they want a rematch against the Pinnacle. Yeah, and Jericho is not with them for this promo, no. and neither is Santana. They went on like a Santana got arrested for yeah, having Sant- a fork or something. Well, Santana last week used a fork in the Blood and Guts yes. match, so they're like, oh, they got him arrested for using a fork in the match. It was whatever. I don't know what's happened with Santana. So dumb. But he wasn't there. Uh, later in the night, MJF comes out. He's got his crown on because he's, he's just the, king the star of the, world. of the show, you know. Yeah. And 
it was so funny when he came out and he was just like you know he always has that like ring kiss thing yeah. and he had all the girls with him so he just held like his hand out and all the girls bent down and kissed his ring and I'm like this guy like yeah. just gets meanwhile the pinnacle's standing behind him and you have no idea that this is a celebration for all of them I love <laughs> the pinnacle oh yeah all I'm, of the, them. I'm at that point it's so and they're obviously they're trying to do like a four horsemen thing mm-hmm. and it feels right yeah. It doesn't feel thrown together because you have the Revival, which will be like your Arn and Ole Anderson. You have MJF is your Ric Flair. Yeah. And even though they have Tully, Sean is the Tully. Mm-hmm. So it just, it all works so well. They give a second to um, to kind of just give props to Sean Spears because Sean Spears has been, was oh, amazing. Oh yeah, we talked about week. that yeah. a lot. He was phenomenal in that he match. He was fantastic in that match. And... I do Tully like gets how... the wall watches. Oh my god, cause, yeah, they have yeah. Tully was on one tonight. My god. Yeah, he gives them all an expensive watch and makes it a, po- a point to say that it's an expensive watch. Very forced. But at one point, MJF is like, you know, don't boo people, bow. Like yeah. he, you know, he's as high and mighty, and I love that. And he asks the fans if they want a rematch between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. And while all the fans, because they have fans there, are chanting, rematch, 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 he's like, yeah, my answer's no. Of course. And it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. And then, well, you know, then Tully Blanchard gives them all the expensive watches. And while they're, like, sitting there looking at their watches, there's a horn honking. A lot of beeping. Yeah, and we're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Sammy Guevara and Jack Hager and Ortiz come out in a truck with a hose attached to it. And then there's like (laughs) the bed of the truck has a little bit of bubbly sign on it. And then all of a sudden, Jericho pops up. And we got real Stone Cold vibes off of this. because This was was the Stone Cold beer truck. This was the Kurt Angle milk truck. Yeah, the milk truck. And you guys... You know how this goes. Yes. They ask for the rematch. MJF says no. They ask for the rematch again. MJF says no. And now we're going to shoot champagne all over the pinnacle. And it's it's just comedy. Because oh, these guys hilarious. are flopping around. Mm-hmm. They're taking bumps. They're, they can't stand. It's all slippery. It's fantastic. And then MJF agrees to a rematch. But yes. it's not going to be... Uh, blood and guts. It's not going to be a normal. No, and he goes at Jericho too because he says specifically, "I want the match that you lost last year." Yes, the Stadium Stampede match. Yeah, which whatever that means. It was a ludicrous match. We <laughs> yeah, watched this match. We did. It was so weird, and it was they did it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They didn't have fans. They had in a wide open Jackson, uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, and they just fought each other. There was a horse. There was beer drinking, there was pools, there was, it was an absolute ludicrous match, which I know a lot of people, this, it was a very polarizing match. Mm -hmm. Some people were entertained, some people were like, this is shit. I was entertained. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where if you go in looking for a match and you're like, oh, this is going to be stupid, and you, then you're going to think it's stupid. If you go in thinking like, maybe they can do something here, maybe I can be entertained. Yeah, you got to give it a shot. It was entertaining. Give this a shot. They're going to do it again. I don't know when they're doing Stadium Stampede. I'm assuming at Double or Nothing. Yeah, they get the rematch at Double or Nothing, he said. Yeah, so at Double or Nothing, we have the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. With another stipulation. And if the Inner Circle loses, 
They are done forever. Forever and ever. And I would assume that means the pinnacle is going to take this because the pinnacle literally just started. Yeah. You can't just, uh, you can't stop that momentum. But either way, it, it's another reason to watch, another thing they're giving us as a reason to tune in to their next pay-per-view. Yeah, and we And if be. that wasn't enough, we had Orange Cassidy versus Pack, and... This it, match was intense. Well, it it was supposed to be for the number one contender um, for Kenny Omega's yes. AEW Championship. Unfortunately... It looked like when Neville is going to give Orange Cassidy a powerbomb. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not Neville. I keep doing that. I know. He's packed He's packed here. When Pack gives Orange Cassidy a powerbomb, Pack's powerbombs always are a little bit high angle, so they look even crazier, right? This one might have been a little bit too much because it looked like Cassidy hits his head really hard. Yeah, something was wrong. Something went wrong to... The, to Something went wrong to the extent that this match was basically called off. Yeah. It ends up being a double countout because Kenny Omega comes out and hits Pack. Both guys get counted out. But it was really... Orange Cassidy clearly couldn't continue. They called an audible on the fly. Uh, we read later on, courtesy of Fightful, that the match was supposed to be a 20-minute draw. Yes. Which I love that AEW has... The time, time limits. Yeah. I love that. So we were going to get a 20-minute draw. This was, this match was always set up to be a draw. Mm-hmm. It just happened to go a different way here, which is good because it all worked out anyway. Yeah. Kenny Omega comes out and says, I guess I'll just take the night off at Double or Nothing. That was so funny when they were talking. He was like, oh, I just, all right, I'll just take the night off. That's fine. Well, they're, and they were also, they were trying to kill time because yes. this match was supposed to be a, a decent amount longer. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone comes out and says, well... You're not going to have the night off. You're going to face both guys. We're going to do a triple threat match. It's Kenny Omega. It's Pac. It's Orange Cassidy for the AEW Championship at Double or mm-hmm. Nothing. And, yeah, I don't even know yeah. what to say with that. So it wasn't supposed to happen that way, but the outcome was supposed to be the same. Hopefully Orange Cassidy's okay. Yeah. Um, I assume he will be ready for this match at Double or Nothing. And Yeah, because I don't even think we've seen anything since then about Orange Cassidy, really. No, just the Fightful report saying yeah. that it was supposed to be a draw. Either way, this match is going to be great. Orange Cassidy sure. is crazy over with fans. We've talked about him on this I podcast just, before. There was something that he did during this match, and I know that he's done it before because I, I feel like I have made the same the comment suicide many times. Yeah, with his hands in his pockets, how doesn't he break his wrists? I don't know. but It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and again, this is AEW has so many polarizing personalities, so many polarizing matches. Like we just talked about with Stadium Stampede, Orange Cassidy's one of those guys where either you get it or you don't. And I told you I did and not get, get it get in it. the beginning, and you were so for him from the jump, and I was like, I just don't understand what this guy is bringing to the table. Yeah. And then I'm watching his matches, and the more he comes out and does his dumb shit, I'm like, he makes okay, okay like, all right, it's yes. entertainment, and yes. he's funny. And should he be AEW champion? Probably not. No, but he can still be around. But he's still, he still very good. Yeah. He's still a very good wrestler. He can half thumbs up people all he wants. And. You know, last year, one of the last shows we had with live fans for AEW was Pac versus Kenny Omega in an Iron Man match. Yes. And Kenny Omega got the win there. It was an amazing match. And I would have been fine if they gave us that match again. Mm-hmm. If they gave us Kenny Omega and Pac. 
adding Orange Cassidy into the fold is much more fun. I, th I think Kenny Omega is going to retain. Probably because he's Kenny Omega. But you'll have those false finishes where it looks like yes. they're really going to give Orange Cassidy yeah. the title. And there's going to be fans, quote-unquote, that get so pissed off in those yeah. moments because they hate Orange Cassidy for... I get it. Cause it's not. It's not real. It's stupid. But like, yeah. But like, all duh. of this wrestling is supposed to be fun. And yeah. This is fun. Orange Cassidy's fun, and I'm looking forward to this match. I'm just looking forward to see Pac because when yeah, he's so good. he's so good. He's, he's so good. good. And when he stopped wrestling for WWE, I was so upset because yeah. I loved Neville. And and then when he popped up at AEW, I was like, all right. We're gonna we're AEW fans now. Like we are going to yeah. go watch AEW, and I I love that match. I was very sad when it we couldn't continue to watch him and Orange Cassidy do what they were supposed to do. But I'm excited to see where that match goes at Double or Nothing. We will definitely be watching Double or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we had <sighs> this this promo. Cody Rhodes comes out, and he'll be facing Anthony Agogo at Double or Nothing. And this promo, you may have seen on Twitter, got quite the response. Yes. Not the best. Not the best response. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes comes out, and there was nothing wrong with the delivery of the promo. No. I thought he delivered that promo extremely well, but he comes out and he's talking about America. Yes. And how, you know, he's grown up in this America, and one of the things that he really drove home, he got choked up a little bit, was um, the fact that the city he was born, when he, like, years ago, they didn't have, uh, it was still a segregated area. Mm -hmm. So black kids and white kids couldn't go to the same schools. And in that same city, in 2021, his interracial child is going to be born. Yeah. And it was a beautiful thing to say, right? I thought it was just beautiful, well... In general, but I'll say I'll make that point at the end. You can continue your point. <laughs> and yeah, so Cody's delivering this promo about how America is different. America is amazing, and it, basically, it's a long-winded way of saying that for this match, for one night only, at Double or Nothing, he will not be the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He will be the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Or <laughs> yes, <yeah, see? laughs> yeah, I can't not say it. <laughs> He'll be the American Dream Cody Rhodes. And that's something that I love, that in this one promo, he managed to talk about the world in, like, a bright future for his unborn daughter and yes. paid tribute to his father. Yes. And I thought that was beautiful. And the fans in the crowd... They loved it. Loved it. They were very into it. Yeah. Now, I read some things about people that were in the crowd that were not as into this promo. A lot of people on Twitter were not into yeah. this promo because... Unfortunately, patriotism is very polarizing right now yes. in America, and it seemed like a lot of people were calling it tone deaf. I think they took it too seriously. Yeah. I think Cody was just trying to deliver a promo talking about how he has grown up in a, the time span that he's grown up, America has changed so much, for better or for worse. Yeah. But he has succeeded, his wife has succeeded, and they're going to bring in a baby girl this year. Yeah. Like, oh my, probably in the next like, week or so. She's due any day. Yeah, Brandy, like. is, Brandy is very pregnant. And it... I don't... We don't need to do... Because Anthony Gogo is from England. 
right? He's going to be probably yeah. bringing in the English flag. And we're doing a... It's setting up as like a the old school trope of the American good guy versus the foreign heel. Yeah, but like it's England. I know. That's the thing. Yeah, that, like, that's the thing. Like weird. to me, it was very weird because like, I felt like we're at war. When, this isn't the eighties. When all of a sudden done, was, like he you know. wants the American dream name. Yes. So he, ha- we have to do this. It was a long-winded promo. Yes. It was. There was nothing wrong with the delivery. Say what you want about the content of it. Yeah. Uh, like, listen, the fact that he was able to, like I said, talk about the future for his unborn daughter and pay tribute to his father all in one promo was a beautiful segment. Yeah. Popular or not, yeah, I liked who the cares? promo. I liked it. I think it, it was fine. long. I think the only yeah, problem was it was long. Yeah, it probably didn't have to be that long. And, yeah, it's setting up a match. I don't know if he's going to get the reaction he thinks he's going to get. Depend- it depends on the crowd, really. Yeah. But well, they're going to be at full capacity at Double or Nothing. He did say yeah. that at the beginning of the promo. So we're, we have Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, and at Cody Rhodes is the American dream. Yeah, and I'm he's been working. For that. He's been working for a while to get that trademark. Yeah, and recently that was dropped uh, because nobody he hasn't used the American Dream. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like he's using the American yeah, Dream he, name now he so that he to can put trademark this in there. it. Mm-hmm. But either way, whatever, let him have the trademark. Yeah, big Cody. His Rick's family fan. deserves that. Not everything Cody does needs to be a big moment. Yeah, but he seems to think it does, and you know what? We wouldn't have AEW without Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So do whatever you want, Cody. Big yeah. fan. So the main event of the night, Darby Allen versus Miro for the TNT Championship. Uh, for those that do not know, Miro, formerly known as Rusev, has been in AEW for a little bit now. Hasn't really done anything. And that's the whole point that Darby Allen is trying to get across, that Miro's been here a while, and he hasn't done anything. Yeah, and at one part, Darby Allen even says, like, in his promo, I know who Darby is. Yeah. Do you know who Miro is? Well, Miro came in saying that, basically, you know, in so many words, that WWE was holding him back. Mm-hmm. He felt chained up. He couldn't yeah. do what he wanted to do. Well, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Yeah. And he hasn't done anything. Mm-mm. He's had these weird, he was the best man at a wedding. He comes out, he's talking about video games, and... Well, I think he's still going as the best man. He is. Yeah. And we can drop that. I think we should just drop that. Yeah, we don't need that. Because now, he's a killer. He is... You know what's funny, too? Because in that same promo, Darby Allen says... Or he calls Miro generic. Yeah. And... Disagree. To me, there's nothing generic about that man. No. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, even his build is not generic. Yeah. Neither one of these guys looks generic. No! And, I mean, Darby Allen is also very impressive. I don't think I've watched him wrestle a lot. Like, I, I don't know if we watched the match where he even won the title. But he's impressive, and that match was good. Well, real quick, the the beginning of this match, because we were wondering, Miro beats the shit out of Darby for a while, before this match even yeah, starts. Yeah, before the bell even rings. And apparently that was because... The match prior, the Pack versus Orange Cassidy match, left a big time gap. Oh, that makes sense. So this, you know, this beating that went on, it seemed like too long. Yeah. wasn't supposed to be that long. But Miro and Darby Allen. last week Miro said that the man that doesn't mind dying 
meets the man that doesn't mind killing him. Yeah. Which was a hell of a lie. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Looks scary coming yeah. out of Hero's mouth because Little. he's not generic. Yeah. <laughs> he's scary. And this match had one of the greatest suicide dives I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming... I've seen it a lot on Instagram and on Twitter. Darby Allen. He looked like a cannonball. Absolutely shoots himself out of a cannon it, and it, bounces how a considerable distance off of Miro. I don't know how Miro didn't die from it. It doesn't make sense how Darby Allen even did that. No. Um, incredible match, really, between the two. And when you have a, a bit, it's like a David versus Goliath match, yes. really. It was yeah. very much the tiny. Darby Allen, who is just going to have to throw caution to the wind. He took a beating, but he held his own. Yes, and that's 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 Darby Allen's thing. Yes. He's going to take a beating. He's going to throw his life around, basically. Yeah. He's going to do coffin drops. He's going to do that all this crazy shit. That was crazy yeah. to watch. And unfortunately for him, Miro took all of that and just dominated uh, yeah. for most of the match. And we also had, you know, Sting was here. Just in Darby's corner, he got beat up a little bit. Yeah. Um, by Scorpio Sky and uh, Ethan Page, I don't. It felt very out of place to me. Yeah. Uh, they were just here to be here. I feel like. Yeah, it was very weird. Like we didn't. It felt distracting from the main event. Like we didn't need Sting there. We didn't need Ethan Page yeah. and Scorpio Sky there. But this match was an absolute banger. Love this match. Probably my favorite match of the week on either of the shows. I agree with that. And well, Miro, no, I'm going to just always put John Moxley before everybody else, well, but... But Miro gets the win. Yep. He is he the, is new, the TNT new TNT champion. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah, he looked amazing. He's in the best shape he's yeah, ever been in. He looked incredible. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I posted this where I was like, handsome Miro over handsome Rusev, yeah. because what the hell? That dude put in some work. Yeah, I don't know what diet plan Lana's got him on. Yeah, right. But Good God, this guy is jacked. He he looks great. Yeah, he's got he's still like pretty young for how long he's been in the business and for how much he's done. And I'm excited to see what he does next. Uh, and that leads us in. We don't have a TNT match or TNT title match announced Not for announced Double yet. or Nothing, but let's it's run through. Two weeks. I mean, we still have. We still have next week's AEW. There'll probably be some matches maybe announced then, but for right now, well, we also we... had a backstage segment between Matt Sydal and Christian Cage. Oh yeah, both of them will be in the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, which will happen at AEW Double or Nothing. The winner of the Casino Battle Royal gets a future title shot for the AEW Championship. Uh, but yeah, what else do we have on that card? So. There was also a backstage promo before between Dr. Britt Baker and JR, and she's going to be on that card against... Hikaru Shida. Yes, for the Women's Championship. And then again, we have the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle, where the Inner Circle has that stipulation that they have to break up if they lose. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page versus Brian Cage, which I just like saying it's I know, it fun because it's rhyme. Because yeah. it rhymes. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. The Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for the tag team championships, which yep. I am excited to watch because mm-hmm. give John Moxley all of the gold. I hope they do a Miro Darby rematch. That would be great. Them. That's what I think. Like and next thing week, out of it. yeah, like next week, maybe we just line up a match, like line up their rematch for Double or Nothing because Double yep. or Nothing is in two weeks. So next week they don't necessarily need to do their rematch on AEW. They can just come out like Darby Allen can come out and have a promo and go. I want my rematch at double or nothing, yep. and then you know Rusev can accept or 
whatever, hopefully accept it. And then the last match that we have right now set up on the card is Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW Championship. Yeah. It's going to be a great card. Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to be watching it. We're definitely going to be watching it. Um, But we also have... WrestleMania Backlash to yes. watch this Sunday. A lot of wrestling going on. We have a lot of wrestling yeah. going on. So because of these pay-per-views that are coming up, we are not going to be doing a bonus episode for AEW NXT this coming week because we will be having the bonus WrestleMania Backlash episode. Yeah. And then the following week, we will do an AEW, AEW Double or Nothing bonus episode as well yeah. and then we'll figure out a way to talk about all of it regardless oh for sure and we're definitely going to talk about that steel cage match yeah. on one of our normal monday episodes yeah. um and then you know in june nxt is doing an in your house yes, so sir. we're also going to be having an in your house episode it never stops it never stops we're never going to stop they're never going to stop it's gonna be great and i hope john moxley takes all the gold yeah we'll do our predictions for um Money well, we, in the Bank is coming up. Oh, yeah. We have Money in the Bank. We have our Backlash predictions going up on Sunday before Backlash, so tomorrow. Check out the Instagram. Check out our Instagram for that. We'll also do Double or Nothing predictions the day that it's uh, airing as well, which is Sunday, May 30th. And, I mean, that's everything for now. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you on Monday. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Monday to HeBookSheBook wherever you get your podcasts.